Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What is up guys? It feels like it's been forever since I've recorded one of these videos. I've been traveling, so I'm out of town. That explains, you know, no setup behind me, all of that. And then normally I put out my waiver wire video on Monday morning, you know, after the full Sunday slate of games. That way we're only missing Monday, but I kind of get that information out ahead of time. But this week with all the COVID stuff, the games being rescheduled, we had two Monday night games, two Tuesday games. So I thought posting this Tuesday morning would probably be the best time just because we don't know, you know, how different leagues are going to adjust. I would assume leagues would, you know, have the waiver claims go through like Thursday morning. So you can have like that full day after the Tuesday games, but every league is going to be different. So I'm just going to be putting it out right now. We haven't seen the two Tuesday games, but that's just kind of how we're going to operate. And if you are new to this channel, the way I do the waiver wire video is I talk about five players at each position. And these are players who are owned in 50% or fewer leagues. So, you know, these guys definitely have a chance to be on your waiver wire. And I use ESPN's, you know, like roster percentages to get those numbers. And then before we get into it, I just want to say that if you guys enjoy the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. This has been a wild week for fantasy football. I truly cannot remember the last time so many big names just totally busted. I mean, I was thinking this, you know, before we even went into the Sunday night football game, then we have Brady, Evans, Lenny, Gronk, basically the entire Bucks offense just self-destructed Chris Godwin with the ACL. So a really crazy week here in week 16. Hopefully we get a little bit more back to normal. And let's talk about some running backs that you guys should be looking to acquire going into week 16. And the first guy has got to be Ronald Jones, owned in 23.4% of leagues. And it looks like Leonard Fournette is likely to miss some time with a hamstring injury. Even if this is a few weeks, I mean, that could be crucial for your fantasy season to have Ronald Jones because with Lenny out, Rojo basically becomes a locked in high-end RB2, especially with Giovanni Bernard on IR. I mean, really Ronald Jones could be a three down back for this team. Because when I say this, you know, I am not joking around. Keyshawn Vaughn, I think is the worst running back in the NFL. The dude had like 30 opportunities last season, fumbled two or three times, dropped like four or five passes. He is totally unplayable. So I think they're going to have Ronald Jones out there as much as they can. And this isn't really a thing like, oh, I love Ronald Jones as a talent. I don't think he's a very good running back, but you're going to want pieces of this Bucks backfield. And if you can get a guy basically operating as the workhorse off the waiver wire, he should definitely be the number one pickup this week. The next guy I have here is Justin Jackson, owned in 2.8% of leagues. And he is on here because Austin Eckler was added to the COVID list. So many players coming on and off. They're changing their protocols. So it seems like it's easier for vaccinated players to get off a little bit sooner than we've seen but we're not really sure. I do believe Eckler is vaccinated, but it is still possible he misses his game on Sunday. And if Austin Eckler cannot play, then I would expect Justin Jackson to operate as the RB1. We saw him actually lead the team in carries in week 15, 13 carries. I think Eckler had 12, but was limited with that injury coming in. So Jackson would be the number one and would be a solid RB2 play for the Chargers. Another team you know, you just want pieces of out of that backfield. Then we have Jeff Wilson, owned in 44.4% of leagues, and he is also a solid RB2 play if Elijah Mitchell continues to miss time. He actually cleared concussion protocol on Monday, but he is still dealing with a knee injury. So once again, we're not sure if he is going to be ready to go. 
And then the final two players are just going to be like clear cut handcuffs. First guy, Mark Ingram, owned in 42.2% of leagues, clear Camara handcuff. And then Samaje Pirine, owned in 8.6% of leagues, Joe Mixon handcuff. We also have Joe Mixon dealing with an ankle injury. So maybe he has a setback or maybe they just hold him out. Samaje Pirine would be a locked in startable asset if Joe Mixon was not playing. Now let's shift over to the wide receiver position. And the first guy we talk about has to be Amon Ross St. Brown. He was one of my favorite like late round pickups and you know, like best ball leagues where you can have really deep rosters. I just like the idea of having a young guy who's kind of unproven be on this wide receiver core with not a lot of top assets and just maybe he can break out and he is definitely having that breakout. He is owned in under 25% of leagues and he has seen 25 targets in the last three games. That is an absurd target share and during that stretch, he is averaging 21.1 points per game. I don't know if he's going to keep up you know, the production in terms of points per game just because I don't trust this Lions offense, but with TJ Hawkinson out for the season, those targets are totally up for grabs, and I do think Amon Ra is definitely startable moving forward. The next wideout is going to be Marquez Valdez-Scantling, owned in 15.3% of leagues. He just has a very high weekly ceiling, being the wide receiver two for the Packers. He's gone over 20 points in two of the last few weeks. It definitely seems like him and Rodgers are gelling much more than they were last season. So, you know, another solid pickup who could give you a big performance in your lineup. Then we've got Gabriel Davis, owned in 12.6% of leagues, and he's kind of potentially taking over Emmanuel Sanders' role on this team. He's seen double-digit fantasy points in the last three weeks and just had a monster game on Sunday. Five receptions, 85 yards, and two touchdowns. Then we have KJ Osborne, owned in 42.4% of leagues. This is really just if Adam Thielen you know, continues to sit out with that ankle injury. It seemed like he, you know, potentially was close to going. So maybe, you know, he steps back in and then Osborne is just irrelevant. But I do think, you know, he's a borderline startable option with Adam Thielen out. And then the final wide receiver, never would I have thought I'd have two Lions wide receivers on my top five waiver wire pickups. But here comes Josh Reynolds, owned in 3.1% of leagues, averaging 13.5 points per game in his last four outings. And they match up against the Falcons in week 16, which is not a super strong secondary. So definitely, you know, a guy in deeper leagues could be a decent option. Now let's shift over to the quarterback position and starting it off with another guy who I wouldn't think, you know, would make another appearance on this list. It's going to be Cam Newton owned in 27.1% of leagues. And it's always a crapshoot starting Cam Newton. We know he has that ceiling where he can go out like 300 scrimmage yards, maybe gets in with his legs, throws a touchdown or two. He's still averaging 16.2 points per game this season, despite having some absolutely abysmal performances. But you also have to, you know, take into account the risk. It's totally possible he goes out the first quarter, is just miserable, and they yank him. So just a very wide spectrum of results for Cam Newton and kind of just something you have to, you know, evaluate at your own risk. The next quarterback is going to be Matt Ryan, owned in 28.9% of leagues. Solid matchup against the Lions. Don't really like his weapons, but this is more of like a matchup play. Then we've got Jimmy Garoppolo, owned in 20.7% of leagues, and he just continues to be a consistent weekly floor play. He doesn't have much of a ceiling, but you can count on him kind of getting in between that like 13 to 22 point range, which could kind of secure you some wins. Maybe you're in a deeper league 
or you're just desperate at the quarterback position. Then we have Tyler Huntley here, owned in 4.9% of leagues. And obviously, you know, it seems like Lamar is on track to be back in week 16. But if Lamar is not back, Huntley would be the clear cut number one quarterback to pick up this week. He is a very strong start if he is the starting option. Absolutely balled out against the Packers. So good for him, you know, stepping in as a backup. And then the final quarterback here is going to be Justin Fields, owned in 25.4% of leagues. And it's kind of hard to put him on here after having just watched that Monday night game. You know, a lot of that is not on him. That Bears team as a whole is just a mess. You continue to see flashes from him and he has that solid rushing upside. So he wouldn't be the worst pickup, you know, of all time. And then at the tight end position, kind of a clear cut top pickup is Hunter Henry, owned in 47.6% of leagues, had his biggest performance of the season on Saturday, six receptions, 77 receiving yards, and two receiving touchdowns. We know he's very touchdown dependent, but if he's going to see the volume, you know, to get those 77 yards, then he is definitely someone who could be startable moving forward. I don't know if I trust it, but with how thin the tight end position is for waivers, he should definitely be owned in over 50% of leagues. The next guy here is going to be Cole Komet, owned in 22.6% of leagues. Basically, Cole Komet is going to produce if Justin Fields produces. It's kind of always a toss-up, but like I said, just not a ton of options here. Then we have Foster Moreau, owned in 16.8% of leagues. Obviously, if Darren Waller is back, then Foster Moreau is just unrosterable. You know, you shouldn't even have him on your team. But if Waller is out, he could be a desperate option in your starting lineup. He's seen, you know, a decent amount of volume with Waller out, six or more targets in three of the four games with Waller out. But, you know, like I mentioned, he's a desperate option. And then the final player is Gerald Everett, owned in 18.5% of leagues. Since I'm recording this on Monday night, we have not seen Everett play on Tuesday. He's going to be playing tonight. He's had a little bit of a role in that offense in the last few weeks, hasn't necessarily capitalized on all of his opportunities but another player to kind of look out for. And now the final position, the defenses. Honestly, a lot of really solid streaming options this week, which is good. You know, the playoffs, you have those teams on the wire. First team is going to be the Eagles, owned in 37.9% of leagues, facing off against the Giants. Giants offense is just totally incompetent right now. They're shutting down Daniel Jones, so it really just gets worse for them. Plus the Eagles as a whole has been a pretty solid defense. Then we have the Seahawks, owned in 30.9% of leagues, going up against the Bears. Bears offense has not looked great. Like I just mentioned, that game was horrible to watch. Only three, actually no, nine points. They got that final touchdown at the end, but still very rough. Then we have the Chargers, owned in 33% of leagues. Not a super you know, stellar top-tier defense, but they're traveling to Houston to take on the Texans, which is a fantastic matchup. Another great matchup. Falcons, not a good defense, owned in 7.1% of leagues, but they face off against the Lions. Kind of playing well as of late, but this isn't something I, you know, really trust or think is super sustainable. And then the final team is going to be the Chiefs, owned in 25.9% of leagues. We're playing really well going into that Chargers game. Obviously, the Chargers kind of roughed them up a little bit, but that's a tough offense to go against. And they actually go against the Steelers, which we know they just always struggle the Steelers just make games look absolutely disgusting. So I do think the Chiefs are also a nice play. And that is going to wrap it up for this video. If you guys enjoyed the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you have any fantasy questions, 
You can drop those down below in the comment section and I'll make sure to respond to every single person. Since the schedule is pushed back, I'm not really sure how I'm going to change things. Start sits for running backs and wide receivers will be coming out tomorrow. And then quarterbacks and tight ends will probably be the day after that. I don't know if I'm going to do weekly rankings just because with COVID, it totally throws everything off every single week. Like last week, I put out my weekly rankings and then within like three hours of them being posted, there'd already been five players who were like thrown on the COVID reserve and the rankings were just all over the place. So something I'm still figuring out, but thank you guys so much for the support and I'll see you in the next one.